All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Construction, cavensconstruction.com. Where is uh, everyone listening at on this Sunday, or maybe even Monday? I know where a few of you are listening at. Brenda is listening in Riverside, California. I appreciate that. I know my guy Gunny is listening in Porter, Oklahoma, the Peach Festival, as he always likes to remind us. And I know Harry James Taylor wants to shout out Sooner Lisa and Mr. OU. Apparently, Sooner Lisa and Mr. OU made it possible for uh, Harry James Taylor to make it out to OKC for the games this weekend. So shout out to both of them. And uh, uh, I I hope everyone that made it out to Hall of Fame Stadium this weekend had a great time time at the softball game because uh, it was dominance, dominance for OU softball uh, once again. Also, my captain is back. Your captain is back. Our captain is back. Grace Lyons is officially back in the lineup, and uh, it is a beautiful sight to behold, especially when she's hitting three-run bombs like she did at the plate on Saturday night. Jeez. Like, um, you know, I, they, they have that pushback wall out at, uh, out at Hall of Fame Stadium. Like, if that ball is hit at Marita Hines Field, like, it, it, it looked deep last night. Don't get me wrong. But if that's hit at Marita Hines Field, it's one of those where we're saying, oh my God, like that is a moonshot. Grace is back and she kind of announced her uh, her presence with authority this weekend. She got a hit in every single game this weekend. She hit two home runs. Um, she was a defensive wizard once again. Like G3 literally gave us everything that we remembered about her. Um we, we, I mean, we we love her. Um, she's easily one of the most likable players, I think, on this team. Maybe even some of you would tell me that she is your single favorite player on the squad. But just seeing, us, seeing her back out there makes me really happy. Probably makes you really happy. And hey, I, I, even though this team played well in her absence, and they absolutely did, um, she just makes this team better as a whole. It's very, very obvious this team is better uh, when Grace Lyons is back in the lineup. So here we are. Once again on a Sunday, for the first time in three weeks, we're talking about a game that was played on Sunday, so that was nice. But here we are again, once again on a Sunday, and I feel like all of the Sunday episodes recently all kind of sound the same at this point, which is, hey, it was a really good weekend for OU. The bats were hot, defensively they were good, just kind of all around they played really well, and look, I know Patty Gasso would tell me that there's still some things that this team needs to improve on, and I wouldn't doubt her on that. But from my perspective and where I'm sitting, I continue to be impressed with the fact that this team continues to stack good performances together. Because as we've talked about many times, that's what this team is chasing. Can't win a national championship in March, but you can get a lot better in March. You can get a lot better as the season goes on. You can put yourself in a situation in March where you're ready to go in June and win a national championship. That's what this team has seemingly done. You know, they, They just continue to seemingly get better week after week, and they're stacking good performance after good performances. They, they were just, they were dominant this weekend. And five games in three days, that's not easy for anyone to handle. But OU kind of rolled through this weekend's schedule without much of an issue. Sure, the, the first game on Friday, right, you're like, all right, it's Weber State. Weber State's up one nothing. Kind of getting interesting here. But look, you, you always knew that OU was going to pull away at some point, and, and that's what they did. They went in run-rule fashion against Weber State in the opening game of the weekend, 9-1 to in five innings, which, again, that was like one nothing in the third inning. OU still finds a way to run-rule. 
They win that close 2-1 to game on Friday night. Grace Lyons hits a big bomb in that game. Nicole May was fantastic. Then on Saturday, they were just cooking. 16-0, five-inning run rule over Weber State. 14-0, five-inning run rule over Auburn. So OU was 30 to nothing in 10 innings over Weber State in a top 25 Auburn team. And then they turn around on Sunday and win 7-1 over Auburn after falling behind 1-0 early. So this team got pushed, I mean, a little bit, I guess. They, they, they trailed a, a couple of times early on, and like they do, they, they, they responded like they always did. So this team just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really impressed with what's happened through the first 28 games, and this is where you come in because we always say it's your podcast. I want all of your thoughts and opinions on here, so I'm curious as to how everyone feels right now. Conference play starts next week. It's a conference that I continue to say is probably as deep as it's been in a while. Do you feel better, worse, or the same as to how you felt about this team before the year? Curious to hear everyone's thoughts. 27-1, maybe you thought they'd be 28-0 at this point. I don't know. But I think when you look at things overall and how they've gone over the course of the past, uh, past month, let me know. At Tyler underscore McComas on Twitter. A lot of you know how to uh, reach me. So keep sending those DMs. Keep sending those emails because uh, I really, really, really appreciate it. I uh, want to tell you about our title sponsor, Cavens Construction. Five-tool player, just like T.R.A. Jennings, who T.R.A. once again had a very good weekend this weekend. And was probably glad to maybe play a little bit more of a natural position this weekend than having to uh, play shortstop for Grace Lyons. That's that's probably a, a, a welcoming sign for uh, T.R.A. But Cavens, they can do it all. They can haul a, a dumpster out to your driveway if you're trying to clean things out. Anything for your home or your office building, CavensConstruction.com. They service Kansas. They cover Arkansas, the North Texas area, and of course, Oklahoma. I know we've got a lot of listeners uh, out of the OKC metro area, and I promise you, issue at home or your office building, Cavens Construction can help you out. Go support Gary and the team because they support this podcast. They support OU Athletics as well. Hey, I tweeted it out on Friday night, and I'm in it. Like, I'm, I'm out of good things to say about Nicole May. I don't know about the rest of you. I, I'm literally out of good things to say about Nicole May because I've said them all at this point. I, I legit don't know what else to say about her. Like, she finally gave up her first run of the year on Friday night, but now she's at 50 innings pitched with just one earned run. 50 innings pitched with just one earned run and a perfect win-loss record on the year. It's at the point now where if Nicole May wants to run for president in 2024, like, I'm ready. Like, let's go. I'll, I'll cast my vote right now. She won't be Republican Party. She won't be Democratic Party. She'll be the strikeout party. And she'll probably win, to be honest with you. Pretty good platform uh, to run on with the way that she's pitching right now. Won a 2-1 game against Northwestern on Friday. That's a good Northwestern team. I think we saw that this weekend for all of you that were in OKC. I think that's probably a Northwestern team that will win the Big Ten. And Nicole just shut them down like it was no big deal. Gives it that solo bomb late in the game, but, I mean, it was nothing. She looked great. Alex Duraco looked great once again. Jordy Ball looked fantastic. And I told you guys, I told you that FSU game was the turning point. Based on this weekend, I looked right. She's in the zone right now. And I think the best of Jordy Ball is about to come, and I think that we saw it this weekend. And I, for one, I am very excited about the possibility of uh, the best of Jordy Ball being back. Like, bring that on. Bring on the best of this team. Like, forget just the best of Jordy. The best of this team. Like, this team is healthy now. 
Kinsey Hansen is back and in the groove. She's been that way for a few weeks. Grace Lyons is back and got a hit in every single game and had two mammo bombs and some great defensive plays. Like, I'm impressed with what's happened through 28 games, but what's the next 28 going to look like? Now that they're healthy and Grace is in the lineup and what you thought the opening day lineup was going to be is there. And Jocelyn Erickson, a true freshman, is hitting in the middle of the order. It's hard to break through and get at-bats right now. But everyone's healthy. Everyone seemingly is in a zone. And so what happens here over the course of the uh, of the next few weeks, probably the next several weeks, is uh, go- going to be a lot of fun to watch. I uh, want to tell you about uh, another one of our great sponsors as well, Empire Slice House. Did any of you, I, I've been telling you for the past week or two, to go to Empire before or after the games this weekend. I know a lot of you were in OKC watching some softball this weekend. So how many of you went by Empire before, went by Empire after, and got a slice or two, maybe got a drink or two, or maybe just uh, just ordered an entire pie? Let me know the slice list order. I'd be interested. Are you two cheese slice, uh, pepperoni cheese slice, two pepperonis, or you just go with the entire pie? I don't know. Maybe Rachel had a crazy slice out this weekend that you went with. Uh, Empire Slice House, though. uh, Check them out. A couple locations in Tulsa, a few locations around OKC. In my opinion, best pizza in the state of Oklahoma. So even if you didn't catch them this weekend, uh, go check out Empire Slice House. It's always a uh, really, really cool place to watch OU softball and the NCAA tournament. Uh, which is going on? Which is going on as well. Don't forget about that. Uh, Seth Oliveras on uh, Twitter had a uh, really good stat, and he was looking back at last year compared to this year up to this point in the season. And look, I'll, I'll tell you, I, last year was the best college softball team that I've ever seen before with my own eyes. Not a whole lot of people would argue with that, I don't think. But this team is not undefeated at this point, like last year's team was. But they're on quite the tear, and Seth kind of lays it out. You know, last year, this is through 27 games, so this is uh, excluding the Sunday game against Auburn. OU softball through 27 games, he says. In 2022, they were 27-0 at this point, 4-0 versus the top 25, 268 runs scored, 24 runs allowed, 73 home runs, 23 run rolls, and 14 shutouts. So through 27 games up to this point, again, excluding that Auburn game, OU's 26-1. 11 and 1 versus the top 25. That's the difference, right? Is last year's team was undefeated through 27 games, but they were just 4 and 0 versus the top 25. OU right now 11 and 1 versus the top 25. And a decent number of those have been ranked run rule uh, shutouts up to this point, like we saw against Auburn on Saturday night. 11 and 1 against the top 25 at a 27. Well, I guess now they'd be what? 12 and 1 against the top 25 after that Auburn win on Sunday. So OU's played 28 games, and 12 of them have been wins, or games, I should say. Well, 13 have been against top 25 teams. 12 of their uh, 27 wins, jeez, have been against top 25 teams. 2022 team had 268 runs scored. Uh, This year's team, 245. Again, this team hasn't been fully healthy. 24 runs scored up to this point last year. This year's team, just 23 runs allowed. 73 home runs a year ago. Yeah, if it's not the greatest team ever, it was the greatest home run hitting team ever. This team a little bit behind pace on that, 46 home runs, but they're still hitting the uh, the long ball. Last year's team had 23 run rolls in 27 games, uh, 16 run rolls so far through 28 games. Still a good number. Last year's team had 14 shutouts up to this point. This year's team, 17 shutouts up to this point. So what does that tell us? Well, 
if you want to do a comparison from this year to last year, last year's team hit the long ball better than this year's team. I don't think too many people argue with that. I mean, last year's team hit the long ball at a historic pace that may never be broken again. But this year's team is probably a little bit better in the circle at this point. And I'm willing to scratch out the word probably and probably put it definitely by that. You know, Nicole May was on last year's staff. She's, of course, on this year's staff. She's a lot better than she was a year ago, right? Like, Jordy hasn't been maybe the same as what she was at the beginning of last year, but she's about to be that. And then when you factor Alex Duraco into the conversation, like, as crazy it is to say, and again, maybe last year was the greatest softball team of all time. But even with that, even with that, even if OU's not the greatest softball team of all time last year, and they were top three and top five, this is still a team this year that, in my mind, has a better pitching staff. How do you improve in like any regard off of one of, if not the best softball team of all time? It's crazy. Like Nobody does that. And OU's done that in the circle. I think they're better than what they were a year ago. They're not the power-hitting team that they were last year. They don't need to be when you have what you have in this lineup and what you have in the circle. So, really good tweet by Seth, and it just kind of lays out that both of these teams, like this team's got to win a national championship, obviously. Long way to go with that. But they're elites, and they're elite in their own ways. Like, this team is still elite offensively. I still think it's elite defensively. But... Back to a preseason conversation that I was willing and wanting to have. Is OU deeper in the circle this year? Man, it sure looks that sure looks that way up to this point. And again, I think that we still are going to see the best of what this pitching staff has to offer by the time the season's over. And don't let Kirsten Deal get hot. You know, I know that she let up a couple of runs, but that's all right. She's a freshman. Like, let her get some more innings. Um, let her get out there a little bit more. Maybe by the end of the year, we're saying, oh my gosh, Kristen Deal is in line to be the number two next year. We'll see. Hopefully that's the case. But again, like kind of the same energy as uh, the past couple of Sundays, past few Sundays, past several Sundays, really since the Baylor loss. This team has responded in an unbelievable way since that Baylor loss. They played a challenging schedule, one of the more challenging schedules in all of college softball, and they've responded every single time. I'd like to know how you feel. I asked you that a few minutes ago. I, I want to know how you feel about this team compared to what you thought it was before the year. But I feel better about this team 28 games in than I did before the year. And I thought that they would be okay without Jocelyn Allo. Clearly the power numbers aren't there, but it's not affecting them. They're finding other ways to score runs, which is just, hey, sometimes a double isn't bad. I'll always take a three-run home run, don't get me wrong, but sometimes a double, sometimes consecutive singles are, are okay too. I feel really good about this team. Um, I thought before the year that this was the clear-cut number one team, and 28 games in, if you're paying attention to what's going on across the country, this is absolutely, without a doubt, the best team in, in all of college softball. The question is, who's number two? Is it UCLA? Is it Oklahoma State? Is it uh, a combination of some other teams that are out there? Whatever, that's for you to decide and for some idiotic coach to continue to rate someone else number one when OU's clearly the number one team. Yeah, I'm not over it yet. I know it doesn't matter. I know it's not a big deal, but still it irks me. OU's clearly the number one team. It does not guarantee that they're going to win a national championship, but it's very obvious right now. They are the best team 
in all of college softball. So whatever you say, and I'll read those uh, coming up later uh, later this week on, on what you have to say on Diamond Envy. But I am very happy with where this team sits uh, 28 games into the season. But as always, thank you so much. When I ask you guys questions, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Let me know. You guys flood the comment section. You flood my DMs. I love that. Keep it coming. And if you could, maybe subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Give it five stars on the uh, podcast platform of your choosing. Give us a nice comment as well. Share it with some friends. A lot of you have friends that love OU softball. Share this podcast. And I I, uh, just love hearing from you guys and uh, how you feel about this team. I don't want to speak for everyone. Again, I'll, I'll, I'll read the comments, good or bad, coming up later this week. But I feel everyone is uh, pretty happy with where things sit right now. And you'd, uh, you have to be pretty negative to not be very happy with where things sit right now. So a lot of you got to go to uh, OKC and watch this team. And a lot of you were very impressed with what you saw. A lot of you sat through the cold. A lot of you showed how big of a fan you really are about OU softball. You sat through the cold. It wasn't necessarily great temperatures this weekend, but you still toughed it out, you braved through, and you watched uh, what I think is the number one softball team all in the land win a 5-0 this week. Heck of a week for OU, by the way. Went on Monday, top 10 win, top 5 win, depending on what poll you look at on Tuesday, and then a 5-0 this weekend. 7-0 week for OU. Not bad. Now you get a few days off. You're going to head to Ames and play Iowa State. Probably a team that you should take care of. But they're in a good spot right now. They're rolling, and it's all about uh, stacking these consecutive wins together. That's what it's all about. All right, uh, so here's the deal. We'll talk to you uh, coming up later this week. Might uh, start to look at the Big 12 a little bit. Is it possible that uh, OU and Oklahoma State could meet in a championship series? Is this the best chance for that to happen in a while? We'll we'll talk about that. We'll we'll look at Texas. We'll look at Baylor. You're going into Big 12 play, so we'll – Start to look across the uh, conference a little bit more. Uh, what UCLA got beat again this week. We'll start to look across the country as well. But uh, keep those comments coming. Appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you next week right here on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas.